0: Well, let's hit some of the big stories uh, this morning. Among them, in some, frankly, are ones uh, that I just want to share with you um, you may not be hearing. So we had the brother of the president who testified yesterday. He, it was a voluntary private interview on Capitol Hill. This is part of the impeachment inquiry that's underway. And so President Joe Biden's younger brother, James, testified yesterday. And in his 10-page opening statement, he said, I've had a 50-year career in a variety of business ventures. Joe Biden has never had any involvement or any direct or indirect Financial interest in those activities, none, he said. So this went on for about eight hours, a little over, in fact, eight hours yesterday. I think there are more details that are likely to come out, and we'll just have to wait and see. Representative Andy Biggs, for instance, said during one of the breaks yesterday, he said that James Biden has said a lot of things that have contradicted himself, in that testimony, he said. And he said, so when you see the transcript, you'll see. So really you and I are, are, are going to have to uh, going to have to wait. Just the has got a story on this uh, this morning and James Biden echoed some of the things that we have heard previously from the president. The president when he was out on the campaign trail In 2019 said, I have never discussed with my son or my brother or anyone else anything having to do with their businesses, period. And so James Biden said the same thing. He denied that Joe Biden had ever met with any business associates. According to someone, that's what he said yesterday, but that conflicts with what Tony Bobulinski has said. He told investigators last week that he met with Joe Biden in May of 2017 in Los Angeles and James Biden was there. So James Biden saying, no, not ever had any dealings at all. And Tony Bobulinski is saying, no, James Biden was there. So honestly, at this point, we just, we'll have to wait and see it was a closed door testimony about 8 hours yesterday transcripts of this will be coming out we'll have an opportunity to know exactly what he said if in fact he contradicted himself or pre or other testimony of others we'll see so well, that story is still developing but it's a big story it's been one of uh, one of the top stories top stories this morning the, you know, as we were talking earlier about the, the president and uh, the loan forgiveness, wanting to do the loan forgiveness, there is yet another poll out showing that nearly 70% of registered voters think that Joe Biden is too old. The slightest in a number of polls. I just see one at one poll after the ones Quinnipiac, ones ABC News, you know, ones. All of these polls are showing Joe Biden is too old. Seventy percent of registered voters feel that way, according to Quinnipiac, and in this poll, in the Quinnipiac poll, Biden holds a lead over Donald Trump. But 67% say Biden is too old to effectively serve another four-year term as president. There's overwhelming agreement on that. You see it in poll after poll. And some say it of Trump. 57% um, said they they did not think that Trump was too old. But others who say, yeah, they think Trump was also too old. So, registered voters, uh, 62% say they do not think Biden has the physical fitness to serve. And just goes on. So, we see poll after poll where Americans think that Joe Biden is too old. So, I think you've got to keep that in mind as you look at all of these stories we were talking about earlier this morning. You know, the. The issue of the border, is Joe Biden considering now, you know, taking executive action on the border? And the fact that the president is also out there another, uh, one, what is it, $1.5 million for in loan forgiveness? He wants to do a lot, lot, lot more. Is a million or billion? I can't keep track so many of these numbers well what's fueling that why is Joe Biden out there now suddenly talking about the border why is he out there talking about all of this additional loan forgiveness he'll he will do as much loan forgiveness as he can he wanted to strike down over 400 billion dollars if you remember and the U.S. Supreme Court said, ah, uh, ah, uh, ah, uh, no, can't do that. So, wherever he can, he's wiping out this college debt. Why is he doing that? Buying votes. He's buying votes. This issue of the border, I don't believe that story for a moment. That he is, and the White House has done. It's the media, I think, that's pushing that more than anything. I think they're trying to help Biden. They're out there, hey, this is, what's, what's going on with this? And the administration is saying, no, no, it's, it's up to Congress, Well, which is absolute laugh. The executive action Joe Biden could take would be directing then the activities of federal government employees. He doesn't need any legislation for that. He does not need Congress to act to be able to direct the activities of the federal employees that work under him. He's the commander in chief for heaven's sake. So it's just more and more nonsense on top. I mean, it's crazy. There's no other way to uh, respond to it. I mean, it's just, the amount of lies that are being told are just—I, I can't keep up with them. Seriously, I can't. And I'm not just talking about the federal government or federal lie. The number of lies that are being told everywhere—not e- and, and even just in politics—it's crazy. Also, have you been following? This story was trending this morning, and it's it's one you may have heard. I know the boys were talking about it on Mark Lee Van Camp and Robbins yesterday. This uh, It's a prosecutor in Arizona who took a swipe at the Manhattan DA, Elvin Bragg. Have you been following this? This is pretty crazy. Elvin Bragg, what they, they've got this suspect in custody down in Arizona. Elvin Bragg wants him back To because he wanted on a number of crimes there in the Manhattan area. And the prosecutor in Arizona said, no, no, it's safer to keep him here, she said. Rachel Mitchell is the name of the Maricopa County attorney and this guy is wanted in in Manhattan um he's wanted in the beating death of a woman at a Manhattan hotel earlier this month and Alvin Bragg then wants wants to prosecute that crime it's like when when did uh Elvin Bragg decide he's actually Other than conservatives or Trump, when did Elvin Bragg decide he wanted to actually start prosecuting criminals? Anybody know that? So she's worried that he won't. And she said, again, this is Rachel Mitchell. She said, I know there's been discussion about New York wanting to extradite this individual and She was careful in her comments. She said, this is not aimed at the New York Police Department at all. I know they did a hard job and they did a good job, but we will not be agreeing to extradition, she said. I've instructed my extradition attorneys not to agree to that. We're going going to keep him here. These are mandatory prison sentences, having observed the treatment of violent criminals in the New York area by Manhattan D.A., their Alvin Bragg, I think it's safer to keep him here. <laughs> Ouch! Ouch, man. And she's right, of course. She's right. And she said, we'll keep him here and keep him in custody so that he cannot be out doing this to individuals either in our state, county, or anywhere in the United States. So this guy is being held without bail in Arizona on charges that he carjacked and stabbed one woman, kidnapped and slashed a McDonald's employee last week. And that happened after... New York police say he beat and strangled this woman to death inside uh, the Soho 54 Hotel earlier this month. And so she is refusing to uh, have him uh, extradited. So then a spokesperson, then it starts heating up. Spokesperson for Elvin Bragg fired back deeply disturbing that D.A. Mitchell is playing political games in a murder investigation. Does that sound like political games to you? Does it sound like political games to you when Arizona is saying, no, we're going to hold this guy here. We're going to make sure he stays in jail for his crimes here. That doesn't sound like political games to me. That sounds like justice to me. You know what I mean? I bet a lot of people have that perspective. And not because that's how I think, obviously. Not everyone does. Elvin Bragg doesn't. So anyway, this uh, the spokesperson said in Manhattan, we're, we are serious about New Yorker safety, which is why murders are down 24%. Shootings are down 38% since D.A. Bragg took office. Oh, Please. That's right. They're down because the prosecutions, the arrests are way down. Why are they way down? The numbers are down because, yeah, uh, let's not focus on those cases. (laughs) Unless you're a conservative and you're trying to stop someone who's deranged on board a bus, public transit, then we're going to prosecute the hell out of you. The It's just crazy. And there, there there's a story, FoxNews.com's got a story about Riley Gaines this morning. Remember her, the swimmer? And the she has been one of the, I think, strongest proponents in the country. Riley Gaines has been. Of going out and speaking on behalf of women, actually girls and women, not transgender athletes, but girls and women being allowed then to compete without men as transgenders then infiltrating their sports. And rightly gains, then, because she shares that point of view is determined to be incredibly hateful in the minds of the deranged throughout the country. And, you know, when she's out speaking then at colleges, you get people showing up and her, you see in this this latest bit that uh, no charges against anybody. The police say, no, we have no charges against anybody. And they're saying, well, if, if Riley Gaines could uh, provide us with more information, we would. And she has spent hours. She has spent hours detailing this story and what happened and going through all that, talking spe- very specifically about what happened. And police are saying, oh, oh, we got nothing. We got nothing here. We can't do anything with this and nobody being prosecuted for what happened to her you remember that last outrage on that uh, the college campus where she was speaking it's been some time ago now but no prosecutions as a result of that and i'm like what do we see again you know when we as we talk about these prosecutions it's not just Donald Trump what do what do we see conservatives Riley Gaines. And and those then that trying to shut her down didn't want her to speak. And it was worse than that. There were others who were threatening her. She's fearful for her safety. She, you know, had isolated herself from from people for hours waiting to try to get off the campus. And yeah, police saying, yeah, oh, she didn't give us any information. We can't prosecute. We we have, See, this isn't just about Donald Trump anymore. You understand that, right? It isn't just about Donald Trump anymore. What we see is selective prosecution. Donald Trump was just the start. And you're seeing now either selective prosecution or we're not going to prosecute. No, we can't find any crime. We can't find any crime committed. We can't find people who, oh, there's no crime here. That's a sad state, of that's, and that's not justice. I mean, that's not justice for, unfortunately, a growing number of people in the country right now.